a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, December 30th. I'm Marco Werman. Syrians swarm into the streets to protest the Assad regime. Activists say dozens were killed. Also today, the year in foreign policy, not least the breakdown in relations with Pakistan. 2011 has been the year that we finally began to acknowledge that the emperor was in the room and he was quite naked. Plus, long before the Arab Spring, Americans were going out on a limb and out in canoes for a cause. I was, I was ready to risk my life there. I just I wanted to get in front of that ship. BBC News with Sue Montgomery. Syrian security forces have opened fire to try to stop tens of thousands of protesters across the country from displaying their opposition to the government in front of Arab League observers. John Donison is monitoring events from neighbouring Lebanon. After Friday prayers, there were mass protests across much of Syria. And again, there was violence, with government forces opening fire on demonstrators. Figures are hard to verify, but there were deaths reported in Daraa in the south, in the suburbs of the capital Damascus, in the cities of Homs and Hama, and also in Idlib. The authorities say they're facing a terrorist insurgency. Syria is divided, edging towards civil war. And all this under the gaze of Arab League observers, due to report in a few days' time. Hundreds of protesters have marched in Bahrain to demand the government's resignation for failing to take action against the security forces for torture and other abuses. Reports say police fired tear gas to disperse crowds in mostly Shia neighbourhoods. Last month, a special Bahraini commission accused state security forces of abuses against protesters. The United Nations has deployed more combat troops to a town in South Sudan to prevent a clash between two rival tribes. But the authorities there have told the BBC that even this increased number of soldiers is insufficient. 6,000 armed Nuer are advancing in the town of Pibor. The governor of Jongle State, Kol Manyangjuk, said the vice president of South Sudan, Reik Machar, is attempting to mediate. The vice president of the government of South Sudan is in the area of Pibor, they try to talk to the warriors from Lomwer, calling on them to go back. But they was being told, they gave a condition, they would go back only if their children who were abducted by the Murle are handed over to them. The children and the women that were abducted in August. The World Health Organization has expressed its deep concern about recent research into the H5N1, or bird flu virus, which led to the creation of a more easily transmissible form. Last week, scientists in the Netherlands said they discovered how the virus might spread more easily between mammals. Imogen Folks reports from Geneva. There has never been a bird flu pandemic because it is almost impossible for the existing form of the virus to spread between humans. The World Health Organization is alarmed that researchers have managed to create a new strain which could spread more easily. Any research which can generate more dangerous forms of H5N1 carries risks, the WHO said, and should not proceed unless all necessary measures to protect public health had been taken. Imogen Folks reporting. World News from the BBC. 
A senior American official says Egypt has assured the United States that it will stop raids on the offices of pro-democracy and human rights groups. The official said the U.S. ambassador to Cairo had also been assured that the property seized by Egyptian security forces during the raids would be returned to the organizations, which include two based in the U.S. A blast at a marketplace in the northern Nigerian city of Maiduguri has killed four people and injured others. An army spokesman described the explosion as a major incident and blamed it on the Islamist group Boko Haram. The group has said it carried out a series of attacks that took place on Christmas Day that left at least 42 people dead. China says about 44,000 ancient ruins, temples and other cultural sites have disappeared and about a quarter of those that remain are in a poor state of repair. The findings came in China's first heritage census in more than 20 years. Viv Marsh has more. The cultural sites that have vanished represent only a fraction of more than...